ערב שבת, ערב שבת חודש, פרשת דברים, חזון ישעיהו, פרשת חזון, תשפ"ב. The show today was sponsored by an anonymous. לכבוד מי? לכבוד התורה. So uh, I uh, appreciate it very much and I want to wish this anonymous because Bochum will fulfill all, your wishes, all his wishes and will give him Barachah Batzlachah in everything that he does. This uh, year, um, uh, the fast of Tisha B'Av is going to be Sunday. Now we have to understand when the fast is being pushed to Sunday, does it mean that Sunday is a hashlama for the fast on Shabbat? Or the fast on Sunday is a nuchidush that you fast, if it falls on Shabbat, you fast on Sunday, and Sunday becomes the day. Why should we say so? Because the Gemara says in Masechet Megillah, in Dafhei Amudbet, that Rabbi said, if he would have been in the time that they established the fast for the destruction, he would have established it on the 10th of Av, not on the 9th, because the 9th, the Guyim, they just started to burn the Mikdash, but the Mikdash was burned on the 10th, the whole Mikdash, the main Mikdash. So again, Tisha B'Av, the falls on Shabbat, so you, you push it to Sunday, means that this is only a hashlama for the fast on, on Shabbat, or it's a, a, a new takana, a fast by itself, that the tenth becomes the day of the fast. What's the difference between the two sides? If a boy became bar mitzvah on Sunday, if I'm saying that Sunday is only hashlama to the fast on Shabbat, so since on Shabbat itself, on the ninth of Av, the boy was not obligated at all to fast. It was before Bar Mitzvah. So therefore, he doesn't have to fast on Sunday. But if I'm saying that Sunday is the fast, it's a Lutakana that if it, if it falls on Shabbat, Sunday is the day of the, that, that we mourn of the Mikdash. So the boy is obligating to the fast 
on on Sunday. And uh, you have to know that Tisha B'Av is not like Yom Kippur, that you teach boys to fast before before they become Bar Mitzvah. This halacha or this minhag was was uh, was said only about Yom Kippurim, but not on the other uh, on the other fasts. Another nafkamina. We know that on the week before Tisha B'Av, the the halachot about the avelut about the morning of Mikdash becomes much more strict. Now, this week, was it a week, the week before Tisha B'Av or not? If I'm saying that Sunday is Hashlama for Shabbat, so this week was the week before Tisha B'Av because the fast is on the, the day of mourning is Tisha B'Av, but it was pushed. The fast was pushed to Sunday. But if I'm saying that Sunday is a new, a new fast, so uh, this week was not the week before Tisha B'Av. And there in the Midishivot used to explain that the, this is a machloket between Maran Bet Yosef and the Ramah, Ashkenazim. This Shabbat, hidden things about mourning, which is called Dvarim Shebetzina. Do they apply to this Shabbat or not? According to the Ramah, they apply. If they apply that we have hidden things of mourning, we have to keep on Shabbat, means that Tisha B'Av, the, the whole, the main day is Shabbat. But since we cannot fast, so we push the fast to Sunday. So according to, according to the Ramah, we see that he holds that Sunday is only a hashlama for the fast on Shabbat. But according to Maran Bet Yosef, Maran Bet Yosef says that on Shabbat, have no any strict things. Shabbat exempt from anything about morning. Comes out from the Maran Bet Yosef that the fast on Sunday is a fast by itself and has nothing to do with the with, with, with Shabbat. The Minhag on Tisha B'Av, beside reading the Torah in the morning, we read also Haftarah. The Haftarah is in Sefer Yermiyahu, Perek Chet and Tet. In Perek Tet over there, we, we read about a question that Yirmiyahu represented to the Chachamim and to the Nevi'im. 
and nobody knew the answer. What was his question? His question was, Mi ha'ish ha'chacham zot? Who is the clever man that will be able to explain us, that he understands and he will be able to explain us? Or, Pi Hashem diber elav, or a Navi that spoke with Bore Olam. Explain us, what is the question? Alma Avda Haaretz, why Eretz Israel became desolate? Everything is destroyed, Mikdash, Yerushalayim, the whole land. The Pasuk says, Vayomer Hashem al Ozvam et Torati. Asher Natati Lahem. They left the Torah. Either they didn't learn Torah, they didn't keep the mitzvot of the Torah. This is the answer that Bore Olam gave. The Gemara in Mesechet Nedarim brings the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda comes and he explains the meaning of the Pasuk. The answer of Bore Olam, Al Ozvamet Torati, they left the Torah, explains. Rabbi explains Rabbi Yehuda. You know what does it mean? They let Torati. Azov means to leave the Torah. They didn't say Birkat HaTorah. Because of this, the land is desolate. On the other hand, when we go to Mesechet Yuma in Daftet, we see that Chazal gave different reason for the destruction, for the desolation of the land. The Gemara counts, there are three Averot. Avodazara, Gilui Arayot, Shfichut Damim in the first temple, and in the second one, Sin Atchinam. So, how can we live with this contradiction between the two Gemarot? Another question that comes up here is, this question, Yermiyahu asked the Chachamim, the Nevi'im, but they didn't know the answer. Only Borei Olam gave the answer. What? Chachamim, they didn't know about Giluya Rayot, Shrikudamim, Abodazara, and the Nevim also didn't know. Two questions we have here. In order to answer it, to answer these questions, let's go back to the Gemara in Mesechet and Nedarim. That, that Rabbi Yehuda explained there the meaning of Ozvamet Torati, they left the Torah, means they didn't say Berkat HaTorah.
This is very questionable. First of all, Rabbi Yehuda, you are a big rabbi. We accept you as a big rabbi, but how can you go in such a crooked way with your explanation? The Pasuk says, they left the Torah. So how come you are taking, you are explaining, you know, what's the meaning of They didn't say Torah. In other words, what you are saying is that learning Torah at that time was not a problem. Everyone was learning Torah from the morning till the night. This was not their problem. Because you don't point about this. What you are pointing about? That they didn't say the Torah. This has to be explained. Number two, I am teaching already around uh, 40, 45 years, even 50 years. Wow. I met a lot of boys that they have Yetzerara not to learn. Instead of to come to the shoe, he wants now to, to play basketball. He wants to go to, to, to read a book. But I never saw a boy that to come to all the shiurim, he comes. Bitul Torah? No, he's not Mevatel Torah. But what is his Yetzer Ara? I don't want to say Berkat Torah. All the other brachot is saying. Berkat Torah, he doesn't want to say. Oh, well, came this Yetzer Ara. What, what's the meaning? Therefore, explains the run on Mesachat Adarim that Rav Yehuda, when he explained Ozvam Torati means they didn't say the Gata Torah and he didn't accept the regular Pshat left the Torah, he was forced to explain it this way. Why? Because says the Ram, if the, the meaning was that they didn't learn Torah as the pshat of the world of the worlds, how come Yirmiyahu asked the Chachamim and the Nevi'im, they didn't know the answer? Rosh Yeshiva doesn't know if the boys are learning. A Rebbe doesn't know if the boys are in the learning or they are, they are or their head is in, in playing. Therefore, says the Ran, Rabbi Huda was forced to explain that the meaning is not pshat, because otherwise we will have another big question from the Pasuk. How come nobody knew the answer? And the Ran adds, what's the meaning? They didn't say Birkata Torah. And he says, something which is important for a person, he, get, he makes a bracha. Here, Am Israel were learning Torah. The yeshivot were full with boys. Therefore, the rabbis and the Nevi'im, they didn't see any defect in learning the Torah. 
So what was the defect? Birkat Torah. Birkat Torah is only a symptom that showed something crooked in their way of learning. Says the Ram, when they came to learn Torah, they didn't learn because this is Torah Chayim. This gives the life to people. They learn the Torah as they are learning another subject, as they learn chemistry, as they learn maths, as they are learning history. The purpose was to get more knowledge. That's all. And this only Bore Olam, only Bore Olam can, only Bore Olam can, uh, can, uh, uh, he, only he can uh, 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 say the, the, the real reason. Because he is, knows what is in the heart of people. This was the way that Am Israel at that time learned the, 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 the Torah. This would give us to understand the question of the Gemara in a different way. When the Gemara is asking, Alma Avdaha, when Yermiyahu Anavi asks, Alma Avdaha Aretz, why Am Israel lost Eretz Israel? He didn't mean what is the reason that Am Israel, that Eretz Israel became desolate. This was, means all the sins were very famous, as we said before. All these things, they, uh, they, all these things, they were, um, uh, it was, uh, was famous. But what the question was, a different question. What was the question? The question was, how can it be that Am Israel fell into such sins? Means to say, Torah they learn. And we have a rule, that Torah magna umatsla. The Torah saves, Torah protects. The Torah protects a person from sinning. The Torah saves you from sinning. So how can it be that Am Israel fell into these uh, sins? The answer was that they fell into these sins because the Torah that they learned couldn't protect them. Why the Torah couldn't protect them? Because this was not the Torah that the Gemara meant, Torah Magna Umatzla. Which Torah protects and saves you from sinning? A Torah that you learn Torah Lishma, 
that you have the feeling that Torah is Torah Chayim. Your attitude to the Torah is this is the Torah that gives you life the whole day. But if you relate that to the Torah as a subject, as chemistry, history, as, as, a, as a book of knowledge, history and the chemistry and all these things, they don't protect the person from, from, from and not to fail and to sin. We have an example to this in the Gemara. You know that in the time in Sefer Melachim, there is a story about Naaman, Sar Tzva Aram. Naaman was the minister of defense of Aram, and he had leprosy. He had a girl that used to work by him, a Jewish girl that was captured by them, by the, by the Arameans, Arameans, and uh, she worked there, and she saw that he suffered so much, and then uh, the, all the doctors over there cannot help him, so she told him, go to Israel, to Elisha He came to Elisha, Elisha told him to dip in the Jordan, and he healed, and his body became like, like a, a, a body of a baby. The skin becomes smooth as a baby boy. Naaman wanted to pay to, uh, to Elisha, and he brought sex with silver and gold to pay Elisha. Elisha didn't want to take a penny, and he told him, go home, I don't take anything. Elisha had at that time a shamosh. His name was Gehazi. Gehazi, when he saw what happened here, he decided that he would like to take the money. So after, after Naaman went out of the house and went out of the city, he ran after him and he said to him, look, my master changed his mind and he wants the money. Naaman immediately stopped and he gave him all the money that he wanted to give to Elisha. But Gehazi forgot at that moment that Elisha is a Navi, and he knew what he did. So when he came back home to the house of Elisha, immediately Elisha asked him, why did you take the money? He was shocked, and Elisha cursed him, and he said to him, the leprosy that Naaman had will stuck in you and in all your family and all your new children. And this is what happened. He became leprosy and his, two, and his children also became leprosy, got leprosy. And Kimarai Maseret Sanhedrin gives a different story. Kimarai brings the Daf Kuf. Brings the Gemara the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan is asking, why Gehazi was punished? Says the Gemara, because Gehazi called his, his Rabbi in his private name. He called him Elisha. Where do we see? 
אלישע, he once promised the Shunamit a boy, and the boy passed away. אלישע came to her house, and he brought back the boy to life again. This was a big mess that he did. One day, the king was standing, Elisha was standing near the king, and the king of Israel asked the, the, the Gehazi, tell me one of the stories that the Navi did lately. While they were talking, the Shunamit was passing by. So he told him the story, And he says, this is the lady that Elisha brought back her son back to life. Rabbi Yochanan said, what? You are calling your Rabbi, the Navi, the prophet, you call him in his private name, Elisha? Should have said Rabbi Elisha. Therefore, said Rabbi Yochanan, Yechazi was punished. Asks the Maharsha, ask the Maharal, the Pasuk contradicts what Rabbi Yochanan said. The Pasuk gives another different story that because he took the money from Naaman, because of this he got punished. So how come Rabbi Yochanan says that the reason is because he, uh, because he called the Rebbe in his private name? Therefore, the Maharal explains what Rabbi Yochanan said in a different way. It will support the idea that what we said before. Rabbi Yochanan was bothered with another question. And he asked, and he says, why Gehazi got punished? He means, how can it be that Elisha that was the Shamosh, the solid, how can it be that Gehazi, the Shamosh of Elisha, how can it be that he failed into such a sin to take the money? He is surrounded with a lot of Kedusha, the Kedusha of Elisha Hanavi, an umbrella of Kedusha, and you are under the umbrella. How can it be? that you failed and the Kedusha didn't protect you, the, prote the Kedusha of Elisha didn't protect you from falling into such a sin to take the money. Says Rabbi Yochanan, you know what's the, why, why he failed? Why Elisha, the Kedusha of Elisha didn't protect him? Because he called Elisha in his private name. He did not accepted him. He did not related, relate to him as a rabbi. He related to him as Elisha. And therefore, the Kedusha of Elisha comes from Rabbi Elisha, not from Elisha. And therefore, the Kedusha of Elisha didn't protect him. The way that you relate to something, you relate to the Torah, this way the Torah will protect you. If you will, see, if you will feel the Torah is Torah Chayim, 
the Torah will protect you not to fail into sins. If you relate to your Rebbe as a per private person, as a regular person, the Kedusha that he has will not protect you. And this is the answer to the question about the contradiction between the two Gemarot. There is no contradiction. The real reason was because Giloi Arayot, Arvada Zara, Giloi Arayot, Shfichudamim. But the Gemara in Mesechet Nedarim came to explain Alma Avda Haaretz means how can it be that Am Yisrael failed in this sense? How did they fall to do, to, to do such bad things? And the answer is, the Torah couldn't protect them. Such a Torah doesn't protect them. What we learn from here is that the main thing is not only to open the Gemara and to come to a shiur because of the peer pressure that I, I am with a, with a group and, and if I will not come to the shiur, I will not consider a member of the group, therefore I'm coming to sit and to, to hear the shiur that is being done in the shiur. But the main, the main thing when a person comes to learn is that the Torah is Torah Chayim, and I'm coming to, to, to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. If Mashiach will not come today, and we will have to, unfortunately, again to fast on Shabbat, it will be on Sunday. Wish everyone that I got Shabbat Shalom and have an easy fast. And Bezrat Hashem, next year, we will be Zoheh to Binyan Bet HaMikdash, Binyan Tzion, Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful Shabbat. Amen.